Hello, and welcome to my next Compass Point. Over the past few weeks, we've discussed the impact that the COVID pandemic has had on our food supply and some of our farm and agricultural businesses. So where do we go from here? How do we feed the world in the future? Agriculture, farming, and the food supply system in the United States are like every other business. It's a business. Their owners and managers make decisions based on markets, economics, and individual business goals. Let's look at some history. In the 1840s, 70% of Americans, or nearly 12 million people, were farmers. Each one basically produced enough for their families and a little extra for the market. Today, it's only 1.3% of the population, or about 2.6 million farmers, out of almost 350 million people. So now we have 20 times the number of people in the United States with 8.5 million fewer farmers. That means an incredibly small portion of our population feeds our entire country and a lot of the world. These farmers produce the most plentiful, lowest cost, highest quality food anywhere. And anyone who travels knows this. But that's the past. What about the future? To provide some perspective, the global population in 1955 was approximately 2.5 billion people. One billion of those were in urban settings, or about 37%. Here in 2020, the world population is approximately 7.8 billion. 4.3 billion of those people in urban areas, or 55%. Estimates for 2050, 30 years from now, say there will be 9.7 billion people and 6.8 billion of those in urban areas, or 70%. That means globally we have more and more people and more and more people in urban areas, meaning our food and ag system is going to have to improve in order to continue providing us with plentiful, low-cost, good options to eat. On a daily basis, I interact with the wide spectrum of farms in the United States and across the world, from the smallest of the small to what some call factory farms. We'll get into those definitions at a later compass point. Many of these large farms are family farms or family farmers who just run their businesses exceptionally well and grew accordingly, like many businesses in the United States. I also believe we are in an all hands on deck situation. We need large farms and small farms to continue providing us choices. It's key to remember each one has their own abilities and capabilities. In fact, as a result of the pandemic, the shortages and supply chain issues, we have learned that we can't afford to eliminate any production system or ideas for providing food. We need all the future ideas and solutions we can find. So where do we go from here? Technology and changing ideas will be critical for the future of agriculture. Things like regenerative farming, producing crops and animals naturally, being good stewards of the land, and making it more productive and better for the future. We will also need new technologies. Maybe it will be plant-based meat, protein from insects, gene technology, hydroponics, or vertical farming. These are all emerging technologies that we can use in the future. The one thing we need to realize is there's not just one way. We have many possible future solutions. We need to find and support all of them that we can. We need to respect the past, learn from it, and find future solutions that benefit all of us and continue to provide us with choice. Consider what farmers have done in the past, and you can only imagine what they'll do in the future. Here are some examples. Since 1960, pork producers have reduced their land use by 76%, their water use by 25%, and their energy and carbon footprint by 7%, all to produce the same pound of pork. Consider American beef producers, who since 1977 have used 33% less cattle to provide the same amount of beef. During that same period, beef producers reduced their carbon footprint by 16% for every pound produced. And dairy? Since the 1930s, dairy farmers have reduced water consumption by 65%. They've used 90% less land and made 76% less manure 
which means a 63% lower carbon footprint, all for the same gallon of milk. You'll have some speed bumps along the way. Things like, how do we define new gene technology, like CRISPR? You should Google it. Is it like GMO, or will we readily accept what it can do for us and use it to our advantage? Do we define lab-cultured milk and meat the same, better, or worse than animal-produced proteins? And then we have to ask ourselves, do other countries, markets, and people even care? This is what Compass does. We try to help others evaluate these ever-emerging technologies and use a practical, rational approach. One isn't right and one isn't wrong. Remember, we're trying to feed an extra 2 billion people. Compass acts as a guide and translator between these emerging technologies and the more traditional aspects of farming, farmers, and agriculture. The goal is to assure a high quality, efficient, and profitable food system for everyone involved. From the largest producer to the smallest, we will offer advice, guidance, and knowledge to feed the globe. With an understanding of global markets, emerging technology, and an eye towards the history and tradition of farming, respecting the past and looking to the future. Farming in the future won't look anything like it does today. We know that as we're already using drones, robotics, satellites, and other technology to assure a constant, low-cost, high-quality, available food supply, which farmers have always done. Compass hopes to help bridge that gap and assure adoption of technology as soon as possible so we maximize the global benefit for all involved in the consumption and production of food around the world. For more information about how we can help or to simply ask a question, contact us through our social media platforms. And soon we'll be launching our new website, compassllc.com. Thanks for your time, and I look forward to seeing you on the next Compass Point.